as I mentioned, culture impacts the way we communicate, but uh, we we have this personality that needs to be uh, taken into consideration as well. So I moved away from <laughs> stereotypes, even though I, I wasn't aware that I was looking at uh, a stereotype. that helps you open and thrive in foreign markets. This is Steve here, your host speaking, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we discuss everything related to global expansion. Well, in today's episode, I'm welcoming Anne-Claire Cornet, Senior Director EMEA and International Sales at Dailymotion. She currently manages a team of three individuals coming from different cultural backgrounds. Multicultural management is indeed at the heart of her routine, and she shares with us how she adapts her management style to each individual while ensuring a sense of togetherness. Hi, Anne-Claire. Thank you so much for coming here in, on the International Corner Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you, Tiffany. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's my pleasure. Would you maybe start uh, with a short intro about yourself, Dailymotion, the company that you're working for, and your role there? It would be interesting to, to have that. Yes, of course. So my name is Anne-Claire Cornet. I am from Brittany. I'm French. And uh, as my ancestors, I am a real explorer. I've lived in several countries from the USA to Singapore, And through the UK, um, I arrived or came back to France seven years ago to join Dailymotion. So, yeah, a bit about Dailymotion. It's an 18-year-old um, uh, company, a video expert. It's a French company with a global footprint in 145 markets. And today, Dailymotion counts 400 million active users. So to give a bit of perspective... Um, If you look at Netflix paid su subscribers in the world, um, they are reaching about 250 million. So just mm -hmm. want to show that Dailymotion has a, a very big uh, footprint uh, globally. And uh, this is something that not everybody uh, knows, is that uh, Dailymotion has a specific business model when it comes to um, video solutions. Uh, Dailymotion, it's a technology that is uh, being uh, offered to publishers to um, play their video on their website. So you may be landing on, uh, if you're French, on Le Monde uh, newspaper, online newspaper. Um, if you play a video, it will be a Dailymotion uh, technology that you will be activating. So this is how yeah. we manage to grow the reach of Dailymotion and be a uh, quite um, high in terms of uh, volumes of uh, users across the globe. Okay, so the media part is very important for you guys. Yes, of course. And uh, even more, the um, partnerships that we are sealing with uh, content providers, we are working with uh, premium uh, content providers to first, of course, uh, expand the reach, also to give... Um, premium content to the users uh, that are using Dailymotion platform and also consuming uh, the video contents of uh, our publishers. 
Okay. And then your role then in, uh, in Dailymotion? Sure. So you see, we have lots of video content and on my side, I am in the advertising unit. I lead an international sales team in the advertising unit. Uh, the objective of my department is to assist brands and their media agencies in their multi-market advertising on Dailymotion. We are promoting advertising video solutions. We help them reach a specific audience um, through video content by placing their advertising just before the video content starts. Okay. Okay, got it. Okay, it will be interesting to dig into your international team and and you know what what type of profiles. Because that's a little bit of the the topic about today, like multicultural, like team management. Uh, before that, maybe let's start with the icebreaker. Just imagine you have a dice between your hands. There are six faces. Can you choose like one number, and I will read you a question. Um, number two. Number two, okay. What was your dream job when you were younger and how do you think that impacted the job that you chose to actually do today or your professional life as it is right now? Uh, yeah, sure. So when I was very young, um, I wanted to work in the uh, healthcare department. Um, okay. Yeah, just uh, with this, I mean, the aim of this dream was to be able to uh, be close to people. And uh, also, I thought that um, um, healthcare was uh, for everyone. I had this uh, dream of uh, traveling everywhere. And I thought this industry or uh, would be helping me uh, travel the world with my, uh, with my business. So I guess, you know, I followed this dream, not in the same industry, but... Uh, Yeah, I'm able to uh, to travel and to meet uh, different cultures and learn learn from them. So to me, um, I'm I'm quite there. <laughs> It's definitely from what you mentioned earlier, your background and where you because you mentioned you know Singapore, etc. I mean for sure the international I would say fever uh, has been flowing in your veins for like quite some time. I would say now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's because I'm from Brittany, as you know, lots of explorers are from Brittany. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm not from Brittany and I also love to, to, to travel, but okay, if we talk about Brittany, I think, I think my grandpa uh, is from there. So perhaps, perhaps there's a link to it. <laughs> there is a link. <laughs> yeah. You can always find, you know, something that goes back to somewhere, I guess, at some point. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Um, so tell us more about your team. You, you mentioned you have an international team. How many people? What are the different nationalities? When, when did you create that, that unit? When did you start managing those, those people? Um, sure. So the team that I manage, uh, just to give a, a bit of an overview of what we do and who they are really, uh, we are a team of uh, sales advisor. We are discussing with high-level clients who are leading uh, communication strategies at European or global level. So uh, glo global image of companies uh, is being discussed, uh, which is why this team is part of a few on the market. So it's quite specific. And uh, we are expert in uh, multi-market communications. So to give you a bit uh, of an overview of who I'm working with, uh, the most interesting part, uh, we are a team of four four permanent contracts uh, within this department. I work with an Egyptian lady from 
Cairo. She overlooks uh, UK media agency, independent agency, and the German market. I work with a Frenchman from Paris. Um, he handles the business in the Netherlands and a British man from London uh, who develops the UK client portfolio. All right. Well, I actually have some questions about what you say. First, when you when you mention about uh, the activity of your team, that means it's strictly consulting. There's no sales associated to it or, 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 or yes, there is like, do they have objectives to reach? How does that usually work? Yeah, that's a good question. It's still a, a sales team. So yes, we do have um, targets um, for for the team. Uh, we are selling partnerships, but it's just to... I wanted to highlight the fact that we have a long sales process and relationship yeah. building is essential within my team. Of course. Um, because we are talking to these high-level people or just very important strategies for brands, you know, the brand image at stake here. So uh, it's going to take uh, a long time to understand the needs, making sure that we have the right solutions um, to, to unlock uh, a, an actual business and an actual uh, advertising campaign with this type of clients. Um, but yeah, I still have to share targets with them. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so still, uh, as you said, sales-oriented, their targets, got it. And second question was more to deep dive around the, um, I would say, breakdown of territories. Because, for instance, you said, okay, you have a French person and he's actually taking care of the Netherlands, for instance. So why that choice? Why not taking uh, someone from the, the Netherlands? Um, so... It comes down to uh, several aspects of uh, this um, process of uh, selection. So this French person was the best suited to answer the Netherlands needs uh, when it comes to talking to this type of clients. So let me be a bit, uh, bring more clarity to what I'm saying. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we see that uh, this Netherlands market um we see some uh, cultural traits to this market. They are um, very uh, focused. Um, I wouldn't, um, let's say, very precise. They know what they what they want. Uh, they don't talk to talk. It, they, they are they are very very focused. And I needed someone that could answer um, this market needs while having the knowledge of uh, the French culture of Dailymotion. Uh, the mm. Netherlands market at Dailymotion is not fully unlocked yet, so we are starting to um, you know raise the awareness of our video solutions, European or global solutions in this market. And I need someone that understands the culture of Dailymotion, the way we do solutions, and uh, to enter this uh, NL market. And did that person have previous experience with the Netherlands in sales? Nope. No, no, no. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's an actual bet. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the way, um, so the person who's um, leading this uh, NL market uh, comes from, uh, well, he has been working with Dailymotion for a few years now. Okay. And, uh, so he knows really what is the solution. He's been working on a local market, French local market, where the um, ways of uh, dealing uh, with the, the French market is very, 
I would say that the solutions are very granular. It's a mature market at Dailymotion because we are a French company. So we are, we, we are able to go, um, a lot into uh, details. Uh, you can be very, very, uh, squared onto uh, the, the proposal that you are offering. I'm not saying that's not what we are doing at European level, but, uh, I mean, you go deeply into the solution and you know exactly uh, what uh, will fall under uh, your your set of solutions. And I wanted this person to know everything about daily motion to go on this NL market uh, who who has high expectations when it comes to uh, having you know European solutions. Okay, and if I uh, does that person actually speak? The local language, or are they are they doing, uh, or is he doing business in English? Uh, the business is done in English. Um, since we are talking to global European teams, all the teams that we are in discussion with are speaking English. Okay, okay. So for you, language barrier is less of a thing. Uh, I would say when it comes to international business development, at least so far, I guess because of the the type of targets you, you guys have that's that are rather international teams yes exactly exactly um whereas if i had to unlock the nl market i mean sorry netherlands market for local campaigns then uh it would be a no-brainer you have to work with a, a local person to uh, to discuss with the um Well, the, 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 the traders that are dealing uh, actual local campaigns, they need to understand um, what is at stake for, for the brands. Some brands are very local. So you need to have someone that is embracing the, the full culture to advise at best in terms of solutions. Um, so it means, it means that currently the, like the main target of your unit is really to go after international brands. That's solely what you guys are, uh, are doing, the three of them? Yes. Okay. So I so I guess then uh, I under I better understand why for you during the hiring process and the best people to to actually be able to complete the task are people that are like uh, accultured with like the French way of doing things and even better if that's someone coming from Daily Motion I guess because then they will have the expertise to to go deeper into conversations with them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. And for the so and uh, is that the same then for the 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 British person uh, you mentioned because obviously said like the British person is focused on on the UK so this looks like more like a logical uh, I would say fit so was it more because of like luck you know that he ended up on this market and yes he was British or was it more on purpose for him. No, no, it's also a matter of um, market maturity. So as I mentioned previously, the Netherlands, it's uh, we are entering the market. So we mm -hmm. need to explore and uh, yeah, understand push relevant solutions towards these uh, international teams. Whereas yeah. in the UK, we already had the foot there with um, interesting case studies for um, for. UK clients communicating outside of the UK. Uh, we hired this person because of his uh, portfolio, uh, sorry, his network. Um, mm -hmm. We needed someone that had the direct connection and had this feeling of the market. Uh, it's, it's possible to do business from Paris to unlock business in the UK. It's possible. But then if you want to scale and be, uh, you know, grow a bit faster, 
uh, you need someone uh, that is uh, again embracing that that culture knows how to uh, get these uh, quick wins or um, maybe um, what I was um, looking to get from hiring this person is to get this uh, market feeling or maybe some missed opportunities that we did not um, see during this mm. process of entering the UK market. So it's to bring a bit more expertise. And since we already have success cases, we know that uh, we are uh, generating good business. And also because the UK is in, in advertising, but I guess in uh, lot of industries uh, the UK is the number one market in Europe by far um, so it's a we have to be in the UK if we want to be successful in Europe okay and is he based there or is he based in France he's based in London okay he's based okay he's based in London so you mentioned okay the UK is a, a bit more of a mature market for you Netherlands it's uh, at the I mean it's at, I would say like the launching phase Uh, right now and what about Germany then yes uh, so Germany is uh, even uh, less explored than the NLP. Okay. yes so uh, this is why um, so the third profile that we have uh, is this e Egyptian lady um, so she overlooks UK in independent agencies and uh, Germany to make sure that uh, we are mapping well uh, the UK um, so We need again to explore, see uh, where are the opportunities. Uh, we have highlighted, of course, the international uh, brands and their agencies. But I'm finding some uh, specifics with this market. Uh, it's a market um, who will prioritize um, their local providers. Mm -hmm. And... Um, not easy to uh, to to partner with um, right away you need to gain uh, their trust of course like any clients but this is something that we are seeing quite a lot uh, from uh, from germany but by targeting mm -hmm. the international clients we do manage to get uh, interesting um, signals already doing business with a few but i would like to scale and we need to understand a bit more um, how uh, the the market is uh, We will be evolving. So does this mean that if she manages to unlock, I would say, a first few clients, then going to scale mode, you would be looking at having maybe someone local that speaks German? Um, we would be um, probably exploring this, uh, this possibility if we see that uh, in order to unlock... Uh, actual good business. Uh, we 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 need to have a you know a local person and speak the local language. I would say yes, but so far since we are talking to international teams, international companies. Yes, yes, but um, you know this vibe of very local uh, is felt uh, with the local campaigns. Um, I mean, we've been discussing, of course, with agencies that are handling local and international and local is very, very difficult to, to enter. So All right. I want to make sure that it is not the case for international. But we've already unlocked a few businesses in Germany this year. So it's a, a success so far. Well, that's great. I mean, great to hear, guys. And uh, actually, I'd be very keen to know in a few months, you know, uh, from now, like where you guys are at, because uh, uh, um, usually, at least if you want to go local uh, in Germany, 
all the companies that are trying to enter this market, you know, they all say the same. If you're not there, if you don't have like a, an actual German person, like it's really hard to do business with the locals because people are really attached, you know, to like this German presence and, and this also help them like trust. But that's true that yours for now, at least it's a little bit different because you're talking to international teams. So the, the German is not so much right now, at least a must have as a, as a requirement. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But I would be more than happy to share with you uh, yeah, where, where we are at in, uh, in a few months, hopefully. Uh, oh, great. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I mean, you know, wishing you success, obviously. <laughs> okay. So that's very interesting because I understand that you have a multicultural team with different profiles that comes from different types of background, but also that themselves are actually targeting countries that they are not from. So I would say the, the multicultural like, component is, is everywhere in your, in your team. And since that's the, the topic really uh, of today, maybe let's start with a simple definition or at least for you, like what does it mean for you to like multicultural team management? How would you describe this? Sure. Well, first, uh, of course, it's a, it's a no-brainer at my position, you know, leading an international sales team. It's a, it's a must uh, must do must have um so each of my team members they have been uh, wisely selected to answer each market needs of course uh, but when i think about this multicultural team management i'm thinking about flexibility um you i would say we have to be patient always make sure that we have uh, correct communication or behavior towards uh, our colleagues um and you need to adapt uh, slightly your plans or your turns uh, if you want to have everyone on board. Um, I would also say that you need to be uh, open-minded. You need to accept that you will be facing some misunderstandings, and it's okay. <laughs> uh, and finally, um, you have to be curious. Curiosity is, uh, is a must. Uh, you have to ask questions, learn from the culture, uh, be transparent and uh, experience explain the message you want to share, do it several times <laughs> in uh, different <laughs> words each time uh, to make sure that everybody is aligned. Um, because, yeah, I mean, multicultural means multi-types, several types of uh, communicating. And, uh, yeah, based on the culture, I would be uh, adapting um, my communication. So, Yeah. I do have uh, other thoughts on this. Um, I think about my team's and my personal enrichment. Um, it's an opportunity to extend our knowledge um, about the world we live in. Um, in the end, we will be adapting easily. We will understand better other cultures. So it's an advantage for future endeavors. And uh, this increases tolerances. This is what happens, mm -hmm. at, at least uh, for me. If you are aware and if you are open-minded on the fact that you accept that there are some misunderstandings and it's not, you are not wrong and the person in front of you is not wrong. It's just, you, you have to adapt and understand, uh, try mm -hmm. to understand a bit better who you, you have in front of you. And if I look at, you know, back to business, um, it helps on understanding more our partners Uh, clients, as I mentioned, we talk to international teams, global teams. So they are also from different cultures. Um, I've been discussing with international teams in France where I had someone from Poland, someone from Turkey, 
an Italian lady leading the team and we are in Paris and it's, you know, so you, our team can understand them better. They can adapt and uh, consolidate uh, the relevancy of solutions that we will be proposing. Mm. All right. You mentioned a few important aspects that I'm going to try to sum up very quickly that for you are very important when we talk about multicultural team management. You mentioned patience, you know, to trying to uh, uh, understand what's going on. I guess this is uh, indeed very important. Uh, adaptation as well. And this this one is a, is, is a big aspect. Uh, I completely agree with you. You said uh, adaptation in, in your plans, but also I guess you have to adapt the way you talk to people, as you mentioned, the way you communicate information, and as you mentioned, being willing to repeat several times in several different ways to make sure that the message comes across the way it's supposed to. Curiosity as well that, I, that, I, that you highlighted, um, uh, because we are surrounded by people who are from different cultures in order to understand them. And it goes back to your point on understanding. Yes, you have to be curious about uh, how they think and, and, uh, and, and trying to uh, understand like the way they work to make sure that I guess you adapt also your management to uh, their uh, expectation. There are a few, um, few aspects uh, on that, that obviously I want to deep dive with you because I want to understand how all these aspects somehow impact the way you manage your team on the day-to-day basis? Yeah, good question. So actually, uh, I would say it impacts the way I manage my team in every way. Um, uh, almost from the way I say good morning to uh, how I will be exposing their to their targets, um, you know, sharing their targets. Uh, you have to... Uh, share that in a specific way. The culture is everywhere. Um, so, you know, how I will be delivering a message, how will, I will be motivating uh, a team member and the team as a whole as well, which is another story. Um, it's important as well to, this is why I was talking about curiosity, when to take holidays for them when it is important for the team to get the resource from their families. I know that um, uh, for this, uh, the, the Muslims, Ramadan is a very important uh, time of the year. Um, Aid is uh, f- to be with, uh, with families as well. So these are very uh, important time that you have to give to, um, to your team member. Um, so we are talking about religion. I know moving a bit away from culture, but, uh, to me, it's kind of, uh, it has to be combined, uh, because it's a uh, Muslim religion is part of the culture of North, North Africa. Um, but yeah, I mean, you need to have all of this in mind. And this is why I was saying that we need, must ask questions to understand really who are you, what is important for you and how can we collaborate, uh, that are based on this communication that we will be adapting to each other. You said, I would say, a lot of different things, a lot of um, aspects that I wanted to come back to, to maybe give some actual like precise examples, because I think that adaptation and the way you manage your team is really impactful. How? So you said about like the way you set up targets, the way you share targets. Could you give us some examples of how this would 
differ from one person to another and how when you're maybe in a context of having the whole team looking at like targets like how different then it would be rather than what you do in your one-on-ones on that on that example um yes sure so for um so i don't want to fall under a stereotype but what we see from uh egypt um it's uh, we see uh, that the culture is uh, um, being more uh, open to discussion, friendly, uh, very uh, warm, welcoming, um, a bit, yeah, very into this uh, sharing a, a lot of uh, info into the discussion, into communications. Um, and um, this... Uh, profile when um, discussing about targets because um, this person is willing to open a, a lot about communication we would be uh, looking at uh, exposing targets by co-building if I may say mm -hmm. having her opinion yes. throughout you know showing this would be the, the final number because we we agreed uh, all, all the way towards reaching this goal together Mm -hmm. uh, whereas uh, maybe a profile more um, like a, a f it's difficult to talk about you know these stereotypes but I would say French <laughs> French profile um, it's it comes down to um, actual uh, numbers it's I mean of course I was uh, using numbers uh, for this uh, Egyptian lady but for uh, the the French person it's uh, a table with uh, numbers and uh, it's logical, it makes sense. So I'm backed with the data and then this is where we, we want to go and it's logical and we are we would be going there. So it's okay. a new approach with the same uh, objective um, and yeah, the, the process is a bit uh, different. But then when I expose this uh, target to, to the whole team, uh, Well, this is the work. If you do it uh, clearly uh, at individual level, um, I hope they they see that uh, it's all always fair and square. When you have an objective, uh, you know it's a smart objective. It makes sense. It's reachable mm -hmm. and uh, and ambitious uh, as well. So the the whole team uh, is embracing all these objectives, and uh, everyone is trying to smash that target. Yes, I guess that's definitely like a, an example of uh, on communicating on numbers. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, uh, it can definitely impact the way they receive the message, and I guess the way they also want to uh, to receive it. I guess to to make sure that they uh, understand it. Was it something that you were at ease from the start? I would say, or was it something that you had to learn along the way because because of some I don't know. Uh, misunderstanding and then you know how to like re readjust somehow um well i i had to readjust uh, even though i've been uh, living in several countries facing different cultures uh, which helped me to be a bit more tolerant i don't have the key to you know uh, all the to all the solutions when it comes to communicating with uh, several cultures <laughs> so <of laughs> course, and then you know uh, with this uh, place as a manager you keep on learning i guess uh, every day um so i learned something uh, because so i started managing this team um 
I get comfortable uh, with uh, different profiles and I feel like, okay, um, again, about this um, Egyptian uh, lady, very well into uh, communications and um, you know I was managing this team uh, flexibility we know is key uh, since we are dealing with lots of ways of communicating so I gave a task without giving guidance um, and I found out that this person who may be flexible friendly and super welcoming to communicate uh, she actually uh, did not do the task. I mean, she, she's super willing on doing things, but the, the task wasn't done. And mm-hmm. this is where uh, I was like, okay, so first off, uh, I need to re- review uh, what's going on, what was the point missing. And it was in the way I presented this. Uh, I mean, we know everyone on this planet uh, is, uh, is unique. So even mm-hmm. though uh, culture has an influence, it all comes down to this full spectrum of uh, personalities that I'm sure you're, of course. you are aware of, you know, the several colors on how you should be uh, adapting your communication, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. um, I found out that this person was more of a red person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she needed a bit of uh, guidance and uh, I needed to give, uh, you know, clear action points and not just giving this task where she did not, know where where to uh, how to achieve it so you know as i mentioned culture impacts the way we communicate but uh, we we have this personality that needs to be uh, taken into consideration as well so i moved away from (laughs) stereotypes even though i I wasn't aware that i was looking at uh, a stereotype uh i was so um yeah that was uh, my bad I think I think what you mentioned is a is a big point is that at the end of the day it comes down to personality. Sure, culturally speaking, they come from different backgrounds, etc. But it's also a, a person, and and because we know that it's not all French people that are the same, not all Brazilian people that are the same. Mm-hmm. It just like everyone is uh, is different. So as you said, anyways, it's more to adapt to the to the person. Could you perhaps describe a little bit more of your team routines? You have like different moments, like how are you currently structured uh, with them? Like how often do you meet with them individually or all together as a team? Sure. So we have once a week, every Monday, uh, the full EMEA teams meeting to uh, review the numbers and talk about what's coming up uh, in terms of pipeline with marketing and uh, the technical teams as well. Um, then I meet with each team member once a week. Uh, we have 30 minutes to discuss about, uh, well, it's different depending on the team member. So once <laughs> once a week for the one-to-one. And then I have also once a week just my uh, sales team to talk about okay. our actual numbers and not the full um, rest of EMEA teams. I don't want to go into too much detail on this one, but uh, okay. I want to have like salesy um points that I want to share with the team and uh, help them on sharing, you know, actions uh, that are being taken uh, to make sure that we are successful internally that is dedicated to our international team and not the local okay. teams. So, yeah, and the one-to-one, a bit different. It's because, so for, um, yeah, this person in France uh, needs a detailed agenda before uh, I start the meeting with um, clear objectives. So this is mm-hmm. how I see the 30 minutes. Usually we don't go over. It's 
the way uh, we have this uh, one-to-one. It's uh, mm-hmm. positive and we have action points and accepts. Um, okay. With um, the Egyptian um, woman uh, that I work with, um, she contacts me all the time to discuss business uh, through our internal um, messaging tool, uh, which is uh, great. And it's the way uh, she does. And of course, I need to manage my own time, but it works. Business works like this. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to, of course, set a, a good context uh, to, to give good answers to her. But this is how it mm-hmm. works. Uh, on okay. more on a real time, uh, she, she would be uh, asking me questions. And during this one-to-one, it's more about her... Uh, how she feels and where she wants to go within the business. It's more a time for bonding that is needed. Uh, okay. It's like the 30 minutes for um, uh, Mariam and her manager. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, uh, of course, we're going to discuss about business, but this is not the main uh, part of the of the discussion um, I'm going to share, okay. of course, a few action points because I'm still her manager and I we, we need to uh, to have some actions, you know, for for the business to to run. But yeah, it's uh, very different. As of as for the the UK, um, this is how uh, Dan will see a meeting. It's more about what do you need from me, like as uh, I'm I'm uh, the, okay. the manager. I mean an expectation that I, I should be uh, at least sharing some uh, specific things that uh, he should be doing and also a time to share a vision on uh, the, the business and, you know, uh, explore uh, ideas on where we will be taking the business uh, together. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, to me, it's uh, three different one-to-one with them. Yeah, they are. Uh, I can hear that they are completely different. Which I'm also guessing the the stage of expansion probably also impact, right? Like the way you you conduct them, because not all markets have the same level of maturity, from my understanding. Yes, yes, yes. So of course, you know, um, some uh, actions uh, that needs to be taken on a new market uh, will be needing a lot of efforts just because we first need to increase brand awareness uh, in terms of sales techniques uh, lots of cold um, cold calls uh, which is uh, yeah a lot of efforts a lot of uh, time spent on trying to unlock uh, interest and reach out to, to the right people whereas when you are on a more mature market then techniques are a bit different and then we can you know think about the next stage of we are there how do we become this big? So yeah, different conversations, different seniority as well that I'm managing. So mm-hmm. it's, we know that we are complex uh, individuals. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes. So it's uh, uh, to me, it's like very passionate about dealing with uh, multiple cultures just because, you know, I feel that uh, I, am, I am rich of knowledge of, you know, intolerant. So Oh yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. And how, if you have, I would say, different uh, level of maturities in terms of markets, how do you deal with your uh, with your team time? You know, when you get just the three of them, I mean, the four of you, then to, together, 
do you do you then just focus on numbers like do you like do they share also best practices about even though they are like different stages of maturity how do you usually organize your meetings uh, with everyone yes good question we do have um, some uh, time to discuss about uh, what one market has done that can be replicated to another uh, we share success stories uh, easily so then we can uh, always learn from each other in terms of you know any uh, solutions for a specific industry or you know learn from an industry that we should be sharing to our clients to make sure that we uh, think about the best solutions for for them mm -hmm. so we have this time of you know sharing best practice okay so you have a time where you guys like share best practice which is as you said always enriching especially because it's different nationalities so even though your market is not exactly the same you can still Um, in, you know, take inspiration from other use cases, even if it's not the same, exactly the same. Yes. And we also understand that some um, offers that may work uh, yeah, in a given market won't be working on another one, but at least either you try or you're mature on the market and you know this won't be, uh, won't be uh, working for my, my market, but let me adapt it to make sure that When I'm uh, pushing this solution, uh, this will uh, raise curiosity and actually uh, bring relevancy to my solutions. Mm. Okay, uh, well noted. Before going to the last portion of every episode, the Who's My Bad Time, I had actually one last question. Um, listening to what, what you're saying, I'm wondering, having a team with different types of profiles, I don't know if you have examples that you can share, actually, or that you feel comfortable sharing. But what about uh, conflict management? Do you feel that culture has impacted in some ways the way you have to deal with conflicts if or when they arise? Um, yes. Um, yes, of course. Um, it's more about um, what I've seen so far is the The, the reaction towards a conflict and how they are managing managing it at you know like the first few seconds right mm -hmm. <laughs> so some people are just internalizing all of this um, misunderstanding at the beginning and then open to discussion uh, so you know you think about profiles that are more in the north of uh, of Europe whereas The reaction is quite uh, instant and uh, discussion is open right away to try to understand what's going on and how we can uh, find common ground to, to resolve uh, this, uh, this conflict uh, more towards mm -hmm. the, the, the South. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite interesting. Luckily, again, as I mentioned, uh, I'm working with these people that are already dealing with uh, multicultures. So they they tend to be uh, flexible and um, I keep on reminding them that we have misunderstandings and it's okay. It's okay. It's just a matter of communication. Um, so yeah, this is um, all I can say about conflict management because I haven't seen uh, lots of them so far, uh, but mm -hmm. probably because of this adaptability and flexibility uh, within the team, I've never seen any, um, any conflict. Therefore, for you, it's even more important to have also team members that have this um, this uh, open-mindedness, I would say, about 
other profiles, how they react and, and how themselves, they should also manage their own reaction whenever there's like something arising that maybe they don't understand or that uh, can be a bit upsetting, I guess. Yes, yes, of course, of course. Uh, it's also my job to make sure that uh, they are being reminded that they are part of a multicultural team, but also organization um, because internally we do work with other profiles as well that are coming from uh, several countries. So yeah, it's uh, part of uh, my job to remind them. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, because you're uh, you're the ma the manager of the of the units. All right, thanks a lot, and Claire. If that's okay with you, maybe let's move to the oops, my bad time. Whoops, my bad. For those who tune in the first time, this is a few minutes at the end of every episode for the guests to share a big mistake or a setback that has happened uh, during the country expansion mission or during, I would say, in that case, uh, maybe that, al that also can have happened uh, uh, in the way you manage your team. If you have maybe one example to share with us today, it would be great so that we can learn from it. Okay, well... Um... I got comfortable in the way I was managing the team and uh, everybody's flexible. So I thought that talking to a profile uh, like uh, Mariam, who's uh, flexible and uh, adapting to everything, I gave her a task, uh, which she did not complete. So I relied a bit uh, too much on this stereotype uh, of that uh, person. Um, I thought she would be uh, flexible and understand the way she was supposed to do uh, a task. I didn't mm -hmm. need any guidance, but she's, uh, she needed this, uh, this guidance. So, I mean, we, we missed a deadline because I was a bit too sure about the way I was supposed to manage uh, one of my team members. Mm -hmm. And so you managed to learn from it and then it went better, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, of course. <laughs> of course. But, well, the thing is, maybe something that I can share, you know, as a best practice. Uh, yeah. And this is, I feel like this is quite interesting to know better uh, the way one of your team members is working. You know, I wouldn't say in difficult times, but maybe in times where you want to share a message or have a task done, but you don't really know how to communicate it because it didn't work before. Then what I do is you share your end goal and discuss along the way with the team member and say, okay, so this is the goal. This is what I need uh, that we need to be successful as a team. Um, mm -hmm. Can you with your own words and, you know, your way of working, can you take me there? How do you think we should achieve this? And, you know, I can help along the way. And then, you know, um, you can understand more on the way they will be working, which tools, which um, uh, communication methods they will be using. And uh, maybe, yeah, the timeline. If they say, okay, this is done in uh, in two days because I already know exactly how to do this, blah, blah, blah. So then, you know, they can just do it their own way. They just needed us to ask them how they would be doing it. So, you know, the person was probably waiting for me to give a specific way of doing the thing. Um, mm -hmm. I just needed to have this conversation and then she would say, oh, yes, of course, I know how to do it. So I'm going to do it. But maybe a lack of vision of, you know, details about maybe the expected outcome. 
So yeah, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> don't get too comfortable. All right. So essentially co-building, I would say the, the outcome with them to make sure that you get to the same, to, to the same outcome, but perhaps a different ways of, of what you would have had imagined at first. Yes, yes, exactly. But I, I mean, it works for, you know, the, the cultural topic that we are discussing today, but I guess it helps in all the managers, uh, Uh, to, to explore a bit more. If you are a bit lost, then you will be getting um, a good a good understanding of uh, the team members' way of working. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Uh, this is true for me for, yes, multicultural management, but management in general, because as we mentioned, the personality aspect is such a big part of who people are, regardless of which nationality they're actually, uh, or which country they actually come from, I would say. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anne-Claire, for coming here and sharing with us your best practices and what you've learned so far about like multicultural team management. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I'm sure that our audience uh, have learned something today. I know I did. So thanks a lot and just have to tell you until next time then. Yes. Thank you very much for having me, Tiffen. I really, I had fun. So uh, I highly recommend this podcast. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> thank let's, you. Uh, let's stay in touch. I'm going to share some great things about Germany soon. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I absolutely want to learn uh, no more about uh, what you guys are going to do next. Well, stay tuned. UK, Germany, Netherlands, everywhere. <laughs> thank you, Tiffen. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening until the end. If you liked this episode, don't forget to subscribe to not miss the next one. And please share it with two people in your network. This is how this podcast gets more visibility and can help more of us to work on international markets. See you soon.